ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله واصحابه ومن سار على نهجه ومن استنى بسنته الى يوم الدين اما بعد فاتقوا الله ايها الاحباب فقد امرنا سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون ثم اما بعد my brothers and sisters we begin always and forever on this blessed day of this blessed hour of the day of Jum'ah by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sending peace and blessings to His Rasul salawatu rabbi wa salamuhu alayh and we further ask Allah azza wa jal on this blessed day of this blessed hour that may Allah azza wa jal forgive all of us of our shortcomings and our mistakes and may Allah Azza wa Jal continue to give us the strength and increase us in righteousness, Allahumma Ameen. And finally, ayyuhal ahbab, with respect to our introduction, we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to indeed make it easy, ease the pain and suffering of our brothers and sisters, aynama kan, wherever they may be, and whatever circumstances they may be facing, may Allah Azza wa Jal make it easy for them, Allahumma Ameen. Ayyuhal ahbab, for the next few minutes or so, I have a topic that I think each and every single one of us, as a matter of fact, all human beings in general can relate to this. And it's not because they're guilty of it. Some are and some aren't. But we are all exposed to it. This is the subject of assumption, or what we say in Arabic, al-dhan. I want to start off by saying a couple of things. Number one, our Prophet ﷺ gave us a warning about assumption. Very similar as he would give a warning about idol worship, about zina and other really serious spiritual crimes in Islam. And he said to us, إِيَّاكُمْ وَالظَّنِّ فَإِنَّ الظَّنَّ أَكْذَبُ الْكَذِبُ he says to all of us, I warn you about assumption. Because, and this is the thing, like assumption has so many different ways of understanding it and looking at it. But what was priority to him, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, was a dhan or assumption is the worst type of lie. It's the peak of dishonesty. And within it, what makes it so horrible is because it is literally covered with fabrication and false news. Someone that assumes, there are two ways to understand this particular term in Arabic, al-dhan. It comes from a category of words, which in Arabic we call words that carry opposite meanings. So when someone assumes, they could potentially be making an assumption that is completely wrong about that individual. 
They're the total opposite. So this is one lens to look through. But in the Qur'an, Allah also uses the same word to give confirmity. So to talk about certain things that umam and generations have done in the past to confirm what it is that they have done or not, the same word is also used. So it carries different meanings. The one that I want to share with you is actually found in a very beautiful surah of the Qur'an, Surah Al-Hujarat. And I think many of you know this surah. If you don't know this particular surah, let me begin by saying that take some time and read through this particular surah and study it. There are hundreds of YouTube videos and articles and there are hundreds of lectures all around the world in all languages explaining this particular surah. I like to think of Surah Al-Hujarat as Allah's list of the top morals and ethics of a believer. The top mannerisms that you and I should have, not only when we interact with one another, but when we interact with all of mankind. Now, each of these points in Surah Al-Hujarat, you could literally create a conference, you could write a book, they are so comprehensive. So I'm going to fast forward to verse number 12. Allah Azza tells us in this particular verse, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اِجْتَنِبُوا كَثِيرًا مِنَ I'm going to pause, the verse actually continues, but this is all I'm going to speak about today insha'Allah ta'ala. It's just literally the first sentence of this particular ayah. But before I give you the translation, let's go back. Let's go back to verse number 11 in the same surah. Verse 11, Allah Azza wa Jal spoke to each and every one of us and says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا O people of Iman, لَا يَسْخَرْ قَوْمٌ مِّن قَوْمٍ عَسَىٰ أَن يَكُونُوا خَيْرًا مِّنْهُمْ I'm going to pause. Allah said in this particular verse, people of Iman, don't make fun of each other. Don't make fun of each other, meaning don't even joke about one another with the intention that you're going to spread this attitude that one is more superior than the other based on culture, background, etc. So I want you for, for you to really grasp what this verse is saying. Think about when you look or you listen to a comedian. You know one of the things that comedians like to do is they will grab a certain ethnicity or color and they will run with that for some time. So they'll make fun of all the habits and all the cultural habits and what they eat and how they dress, and all of those things. Now on the one side, it's just for fun, it's only a joke. But in this surah, Allah clearly tells us, don't even do that jokingly. La yaskhar. Don't even do that jokingly. Why? Why is this a problem? Why is our deen so strict about that? Well, it's very simple. This is an attitude. And I think all of us can understand that if you start joking or talking about certain subjects enough, it becomes very convinc convincing. 
like that attitude eventually becomes that person's conviction and they start thinking to themselves, if they're not careful, if they don't keep their hearts and their minds pure, if they don't see through that kind of language, it's very easy for them to say, well, all the Pakistanis are like that, all the Arabs are like that, all the Guyanese and the Trinidadians, they're all the same way. So when that happens, listen to what Allah Azza wa then says, after He warns us, don't do that. Because you could lose control of that attitude very quickly. So one side point before I get to verse 12. In our deen, we know very clearly that when we have intentions or, or certain thoughts come to mind, but we don't follow up with action, we're still okay. But then there are some parts of our attitudes that are also still considered. Like for example, our intention. If you're about to do a particular act, especially for the sake of Allah, and your intention is not in the right place, that's counted as something. But in this case here, I want you to pay attention and really keep in the back of your mind what exactly assumption is. You're not really doing anything. And even if you don't say what you assume, but you're just thinking about it, you're supposed to be just fine. That shouldn't be a big deal. Now wait for the verse and listen to how Allah Azza wa Jal talks about the subject. It's absolutely remarkable. And even for myself, it's a bit terrifying. Listen to what Allah Azza wa Jal tells us. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, O people of Iman. Isn't assumption a problem for everyone? Why talk to us, the people of faith? Because this is one of the lessons every time you hear, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu in Qur'an. That we are supposed to be leaders of whatever is to come in that verse. We're supposed to be the example for all of mankind. So if Allah Azza wa Jalla is going to talk to us about the dangers of assumption, and warn us not to do that, and protect ourselves from that, guess what that means for you and I as people of Iman? A part of the a reflection of our faith lies in this particular attitude, how well you and I control it and abstain from it. That's a reflection of our iman with Allah Azza wa Jal. May Allah Azza wa Jal give us strength. Allahumma ameen. The word that is used is ijtanibu. This is interesting. Because it would have been very simple if we read, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu la tadhun. O people of iman, don't assume. But this verse carries on and it mentions certain things it almost sounds like if someone really looks and just stares at the verse for a brief moment, why didn't this verse just be more clear, more simple? Allah uses the word ijtanibu. Ijtanibu comes from the word jambun, which means it addresses something that is next to you and it's close to you as well. So if you're sitting on a bus and a passenger is beside you, that's, that's jambun. Now, ijtinabun, which is what's mentioned in the verse, Allah Azza wa Jal is telling you and I, when it comes to this subject of assumption, you have to be very careful. Because it's always near you. And it doesn't matter what your status is, what your background is, who you are, or what you do. Assumptions 
will always be there. Now, that's the tone this verse begins with. There is no way that you and I could be completely free and away and absent from assumptions. We're going to see it, we're going to hear it all the time. Okay? That's pretty frightening. And then the verse continues. Kathiran. Kathiran literally means a lot, an abundance of something. But now the same word, ijtanibu, when Ibrahim salam was making dua to Allah to protect himself and his children from shirk, he asked Allah to protect himself and his family from shirk. He didn't even say kathiran. He just said, oh Allah, protect me from this, because I'm seeing it everywhere. Kathiran is not even mentioned. This is what scholars of the Arabic language call emphasis, that Allah it was enough to just give the order, but when He describes that particular order or that particular subject, it adds this level of emphasis that not only is this problem all around us, but you're not just going to hear it from one person or one person here, one person there. There are going to be many people around us that are going to make assumptions. Now, before we continue, let's understand how this looks. Let's understand how this looks in our day-to-day lives. Assumptions, they are the reason that friendships are broken. They are the reasons that marriages, some of them are broken. Communities fall apart. And it sounds like this. And I think every single one of us here have not just one or two, you probably have hundreds of examples of when you were in a position that others have assumed about you. You know, I'm a teacher. And in addition to that, this kind of job of being a da'i, you're part of being assumed about all the time. You know, why is he wearing pants today? Why is he holding something in his hand? He's not prepared. I've heard it all. In marriages, it's the same thing. You know, a husband and a wife may be having a simple dinner, for example. And he compliments her dinner. He says, this is amazing. And she looks and she might say, oh, you mean you hate it? You mean, oh, that, no, 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 I know you said it was good, but you actually mean something else. He might do the same thing with her. For children, they're always, always being assumed about. One or two children misbehave in class or act a certain way. Some people will look at that and say, oh, that whole school is messed up. Don't even go there. Somebody walks in with a, without a beard, look, it's not a practicing Muslim. You know, these simple, tedious little things. Think about the, the outcome. Think about what it does in terms of our attitude and how we treat each other. May Allah Azza wa Jal give us strength. Allahumma ameen. Ayyuhal Ahbab, this is what I think is like a plague everywhere you go. It's something that's really disrupted the way we interact and that whole idea of ukhuwa and sincerity that we're supposed to have. This is more than just an elephant in the middle. This is a big problem. 
And I'm going to share with you as we get closer to the end of today's khutbah bi'idhnillah of how to resolve this, how we can overcome this, how we can confront it and also address it in a civilized way. Don't think that just because you hear assumptions that it's an opportunity to go and attack that person. Say, what's your problem? Don't say it. And you don't get to do that either. And Surah Al-Hujurat is very clear about that. With that being said, ayyuhal ahbab, the ayah, the ayah continues, كَثِيرًا مِنَ الظَّنِّ Allah says that there is a chunk of assumption that's actually sin. Think about it. And the word that is used here, ithm, there are several words in the Qur'an to describe sin. Several of them. But this was carefully selected by Allah to teach you and I that ithm, it's more or less like a reward. That if an assumption happens, this is immediately what assumption confronts. A sin. Nothing in between. There's no stages before we get there or before that person gets there. The moment assumption happens, it immediately follows with a sin. May Allah protect us. Why is this such an issue? My brothers and sisters, let me tell you. We're supposed to be busying ourselves. And when I say we, I mean all of us as Muslims, as a culture, as one body. We're all supposed to be busy, preoccupied, learning from one another, supporting each other, looking out for each other's overall well-being. You know, I could remember when I was a student in Medina, sometimes I would be walking and I would have certain books in my hand. And I could remember some students be like, look, what he, look at him, who does he think he is? You know, he's carrying around these books, he thinks he's a scholar. And these things used to hurt so much, so I would lose sleep over it. That's just one comment for one moment. I can't imagine what it must feel like for some. And there are cases of people who have gone into depression. You know, they've lost their faith simply because people have assumed about them. Like we said, relationships are broken, but it goes above and beyond that. When you hear about a certain politician, a scandal has been thrown out there. Immediately before it's even confirmed, people are in the streets breaking th things, break, uh, uh, destroying businesses. Literally, there are physical fights, people are getting hurt, and even in some, some cases, people's lives are lost. Because of assumption. This is a big problem. But you don't have to think that far for a moment. Let's start within ourselves. Let's start within our communities. I will share with you bi-idhnillahi ta'ala how the Qur'an teaches you and I. Since we see the problem, we see this issue, so how do we respond to it? What's the best way for you and I as believers now to respond to this so that it doesn't continue or escalate. This is what we will conclude with in the second part of the khutbah. My brothers and sisters, may Allah Azza wa purify our hearts. 
May Allah Azza wa Jal continue to purify our actions. And may Allah Azza wa Jal allow us to always think positive and good with one another. And wherever we see and confront assumption, may Allah Azza wa Jal give us the knowledge and the courage to address it and denounce it. Allahumma ameen. Aqulu ma tasma'un wa astaghfiru Allahi li wa lakum risa'ili muslimina min kulli dham. Astaghfiru innahu huwa al-ghafoorul rahim. بسم الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن ولا أما بعد. My brothers and sisters, so how do we resolve this? What do we do? It's actually a lot simpler than you might think. The first, if you have an assumption about anything, so a speaker is coming to town, and they may have said one sentence or something ten, fifteen years ago. And somebody asks you, hey, a new speaker is coming to town. Do you know who that person is? What do you think about them? And they said, well, I don't know, but stop right there. This is the first point. This is the first way to stop. If you're not sure, you can't confirm, don't continue. Some of the ulama actually said that the hadith of our messenger, alayhi salatu wasalam, when he said, if you truly have iman and you believe in the last day, فَلْيَقْهُلْ خَيْرًا أَوْ لِيَصْمُتْ Then say something good or just remain quiet. Some of the ulama of hadith actually interpreted that hadith that it was talking about assumption. If you don't know what to say or you're not sure, then just remain quiet. This is a discipline by the way. This attitude of disciplining yourself that you want to say but you don't, is not an easy thing to do. May Allah give us strength. So this is one of the things that the Qur'an teaches us to do. That when you know for certainty, then you can talk. Otherwise, don't say anything. The second is actually found in Surah Al-Hujurat. If you go back earlier in the Surah, I believe it's verse number 6. Allah tells us, that if somebody comes up, somebody who is corrupt, comes up to you and starts telling you things about someone or something that they've heard, what do you do? Tabayyanu, bayyina, find clarity, ask questions. Where did you hear that from? Are you sure? That doesn't sound like that, I'm gonna go and confirm. I'm going to go talk to him or her. So the second thing is, if you feel comfortable to, enough to do so, is you actually do a little bit of the work. You ask the questions and if they don't have the answers, you try to figure out on your own. And finally, ayyuhal ahbab, finally, and I truly mean this sincerely from my heart, that the ulama advise us that if all options run out and you still find a struggle to confront assumption in this manner, to do something about it, ask Allah Azza wa Jal to remove this attitude from the hearts of those who possess it. Ask Allah Azza wa Jal to remove it. And here today, in front of all of you, I ask Allah Azza wa Jal to give us the strength not only to confront this, we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to remove this from our community. We ask Allah Azza wa Jal to make it easy for all communities around the world to deal with this issue. Assumption is breaking apart our communities and relationships. We ask Allah Azza wa Jal to rectify this. Give us the knowledge and the strength 
to be able to confront it and heal it. Allahumma ameen. Ayyu al-ahbab, on a positive note, always remember, and I say this to you all the time, the fact that we are here today, and that we are alive in this day and age, is a clear indication that anything that confronts you in your life, you have what it takes to overcome. And you have to believe that in you. Allah Azza wa Jal put us here, and we are still alive and told us, here is the Qur'an, follow the legacy of this man sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, because he himself subhanahu wa ta'ala sees in each and every one of us that we have what it takes to continue to be great people and great Muslims. And so may Allah <coughs> preserve and protect all of us. Allahumma ameen. With that being said, we send peace and blessings to our Rasul. Salawatu Rabbi wa salamuhu alayhi. Kama amarana subhanahu wa ta'ala fi tanzili. Inna allaha wa malaikatahu yusallun ala al-nabi. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu. Sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. Wa ala ali Muhammad. Kama sallayta ala Ibrahim. Wa ala ali Ibrahim. Innaka hamidun majid. Allahumma ghfir al-muslimin wal-muslimat. والمؤمنين والمؤمنات الأحياء منهم والأموات إنك قريب سميع مجيب الدعوات اللهم إننا نسألك الجنة وما قرب إليها من قول أو عمل ونعوذ بك من النار وما قرب إليها من قول أو عمل ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين وقيس